This podcast contains strong language. If you would like a beeped version, well, it doesn't exist. Sorry about that. Enjoy. and welcome to How to Survive Your Life. I'm Molly Merwin, and I'm joined, as always, by Daisy Earl and Kaylee Cassidy. This podcast takes inspiration from the news, discusses it, debates it, and gives you top tips on how to survive everything. Hello, and welcome back to How to Survive Your Life. How was your week, survivalist? Was it good? Was it cold? It probably was cold depending on where you are in the world right now, or maybe it was like a medium temperature if you're from where I'm from, which is Georgia, the the state, not the country. Today, or at least the day this is released, it is the first day of winter in 2020. So we are surviving winter. Last week we did Christmas, but winter has come. It is not coming in the words of Ned Stark. It is here in the words of me. <laughs> hey, Kaylee and Daisy, how are you doing this week? How is winter treating you so far? Yay. I am. Um, I have two things to tell you yeah. about. The first is an absolute joy that I can only offer people today on this morning of the sun is shining in by the way it's, yeah that is true sunny it is the last beautiful. couple of days I it love it when the autumn yeah. leaves are like sunny but yeah so I squeezed each of my avocados that I got in my odd box and they were all too like, <laughs> too hard to to cut open but then I thought I've had them for two weeks how are they not edible now yeah. maybe I need to just maybe they don't feel it but they are inside so I decided that I was going to go forth and I was going to open this, especially one that could have could have been a squidgy one, but it was yeah. really hard to cut. And I was like, well, I've already started cutting it now. So I probably have to complete the, complete the transaction, just go for it and cut it in half. So cut it in half, poked it. It was too hard to eat. And I was like, what can I do? This is such a waste mm-hmm. of an avocado. And we all know there's a lot of conflict there on how avocados are coming to us and stuff so yeah we don't want to be wasting avocados basically so I thought why don't I put a little bit of rapeseed oil in where the pip was and put it in the oven yeah so I did that hoping it would bake it and it would be edible and lo and behold my friends it's delicious really (laughs) if you this is a top tip outside of the winter top tip extra one if you ever do what I did and cut an avocado before it should be cut, bake it, and you're all good. Ooh. Well, I feel like <laughs> right now, like avocados are not good to eat because they're always hard in the winter. It is a cheeky winter top tip. I didn't know that, that you can't eat Look avocados. Look at you. Well, it's not that you can't. It's just in this hemisphere, they're hard, you know, they're hard to get. Yeah. So, I mean, you certainly can. I just don't think they're very good and they're not very ripe and they're picked before they are ripe. So I never get them in the winter, but now I am. I'm going to try it. So that's an extra. I might give you a point for that, Kaylee. Yeah. That's an extra winter top tip. And then and then can I tell you my other thing? Sure. No. What if I said no? What if I was like, no, I don't want to hear the other thing. I would say it anyway. I know. So I got a taxi the other day and I got mm. in the taxi and I was wearing my mask. And I said to the taxi driver, have you got six music? And he looked at me and he went, no, I'm sorry. I haven't got any of that stuff. (laughs) (laughs) And I said, what? BBC six music. You haven't got it. And he went, oh, I thought he said something else. And I was like, (laughs) 
what do you think I said? And he said, I thought you asked for sex music. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, imagine that. The audacity. I just get into a cab and go, hi, please. Thank you. you Like those poor cabbies, you know, they have had every sort of request and they probably have said somebody like yeah i'll take some or something crazy and they're like yeah, she yeah i'll put so. sex music on and what i'm just gonna listen to what sex music. <laughs> while you're just sitting there like going going looking at, at the- <laughs> you're just going through the town looking at the trees boom shickle, boom shickle, boom is that what sex music is to you? I was going to say, Molly, this is really enlightening. I don't know what it, uh, it'd be like. I'm feeling down, baby. I forgot the rest <laughs> of the words to the song. <laughs> and there you are, just going through London. Anyway, I like that. Daisy, how are you? How is winter treating you? Winter's good. I mean, it's it's boring, obviously, but I feel it's at least more festive now. Like I got a tree up and stuff. That's cool. The thing I find about winter here, I have I I was reflecting on this in preparation for this show this morning. Look at me doing prep. And winter here is I love summers here because it's daylight forever. But winter is kind of the worst because the sun goes down at no joke sunsets at three it sunset was at 351 i think on sunday mm. and it's just so short and especially now with lockdown again it's like uh just as the sun gets going it goes down though as kaylee said let's not be negative nancy's it's gorgeous out right now it's been gorgeous all week but it is freezing it wasn't actually that nice yesterday evening because I did no. the organ tuning job and we uh, did it at Westminster Cathedral and there was an oh. hour and a half break where you can't be in the church. So we went mm-hmm. to Leon and got some food and then we couldn't eat it in there. So then we went down to the river, which was by the Tate Britain, and we mm-hmm. just ate our cold, because it was cold, by the way, Leon's food was cold. I like Leon, but it was cold. We ate our cold food on the wall with the rain. And I'm not moaning because I actually really liked it. I was like, when does anyone ever do this? Go, Let's go down to the river, stand in the rain and eat our cold Leon. We're like, this is pretty cool. Yeah, I don't know why anyone wouldn't want to eat cold Leon. It was really fun. And then we walked to the the, um, Tate Britain to look at the Diwali exhibition with the... um, Oh, I'm going to do that. I think we're going to do that on Sunday. I'm not even kidding you. People are getting taxis to that because it's the only thing to do. (laughs) <laughs> if yeah i mean like there, there is nothing else to do okay well today we're talking about winter it can be a fun thing i don't want to slag off winter because with winter like last week we did christmas winter does bring christmas so that's fun but then winter also brings shorter days i used to live in denver and winter was a mixed bag because it was amazing because you could go snowboarding i go snowboarding once or twice a week, go up to the mountains and go snowboarding. So that was amazing. It was fun. You hang out with your friends. But then by the time February and March would come, it would suck. I was just kind of over it because I'm also every day having to warm up my car and scrape ice off my car. So, and then, and people in lockdown right now or just dealing with COVID or just avoiding people, winter is 
winter has come and it's going to need surviving. And that's what we're going to help you do. As we do every week, we do the good work and help people to survive life. And today it's winter. As we do every week, Kaylee and Daisy bring top tips to help you survive. I then as judge decides whose top tip is the best. Now, as we've discussed, and I've been kind of nice as judge and I'm going to get a little stringent. I always give two points to top tip. Sometimes I give extra points if I like stuff, but because we're friends, I usually always agree with them on their top tip in some way. So I've got to be really stringent and decide whose top tip is really the best. So far this Whoa. season. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. But I love so that Molly says friend. that and she's already given a bonus tip before the episode even really started. Good tip though. It was pretty Pretty good, Daisy. I think you're just... <laughs> Daisy's okay. just a little bitter because she's down. Kaylee has won four episodes, and Daisy's only won two episodes this season. So, hang on, how many have I won this season? Two. I think I did this. How right. many has Kaylee won? Four. four. Fuck you all. That is ridiculous. <laughs> four two. Four two. Striking the ball in the net. Four two. This is obscene. Four two. I just don't like that Molly Merwin's strict ways seem to only come to this side of the table and never the other way. But that's fine, that whatever. No, 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 it's that fine. I'm so oh, glad I'm... you're such a good sport, Daisy. No, no, I'm not. What I'm gonna do, <laughs> I what I'm gonna do, Molly. In fact, I'm gonna tell you about it in my tip. I'm gonna tell you about it in my tip. Okay, great. I look forward to hearing that and potentially giving some points. Before the show, we asked, since Kaylee did win last episode, she has decided to go second. So Daisy, you get to go first. So what is your first top tip for surviving winter? Okay, my first top tip is to celebrate this winter like the ancient Romans celebrated Saturnalia. So Saturnalia... Is amazing. It's based around the time of the winter solstice, and we get loads of our Christmas traditions from it. Like they'd put, like, you know, when you put a coin in a Christmas pudding, like that came from that gift giving, candles, wreaths on the door, like loads of our Christmas came from from this uh even the time of when we have christmas because actually in the bible by the way i got a lot of this from history.com should give them a shout out um jesus was meant to be born in like the spring there wasn't actually a date so they just put it around the time of saturnalia so sort of late december but saturnalia was this festival that I think is somewhere between modern Christmas and the purge because the idea of it was they were (laughs) celebrating the Roman god of agriculture, Saturn, but it was for a week in Rome, like all bets were off. They would have a fake king in each household and what they used to do, because the ancient Romans were just jokers, would make their like lowliest slave king for the week so they could do what they like so it would be and they were meant to kind of like rule over like mischief so everything in Saturnalia they had I mean obviously there weren't camera phones in ancient Rome so they felt they could get away with this in the dark winter nights more but they would like chase women around the house there would be gambling there would be orgies they could do they could do whatever they wanted they were bright women and orgies chasing women gambling orgies they also all quarrels were quashed they had like a truce actually in Saturnalia so if you had a quarrel with another household you just forgot it because 
everyone in ancient Rome for that week was having fun. They'd like slaughter a pig. They'd give each other as gifts little terracotta. This is funny. They'd give each other as gifts little terracotta people, and it was a nod to when they'd have a human sacrifice. (laughs) So it's just this jaunty, jaunty little gift, like the modern day candle. Who were they human sacrificing? Oh, no, they weren't at that point, but they had done. So it was like a little nod to, do you remember when we killed? Oh, no, actually, they did. In some cases, they would make the king of Saturnalia so do you remember how they would they would have someone who was like a slave they would have sometimes a prisoner who could be in charge and have fun and kind of rule over misrule for seven days but then they would richly kill the prisoner so obviously they weren't totally past human sacrifice but the Romans were crazy it was just a lot of debauchery but I like the idea that they made the lowliest slave king for the week because that's like the modern version of like jeff bezos making the least paid amazon worker king for a week and they could do crazy things like they could ask for a real contract and worker rights and fair pay do you know i mean it would just be fucking mad so i think we should definitely bring that back but and i like that they, they, no... killed, they killed the slave oh no no, no the, they they, they didn't, didn't kill the slave they just killed the the prisoner if they the made prisoner. a prisoner they just killed the prisoner sorry yeah yeah so they it's did. almost like it almost be like today a prisoner on death row it's kind of like they get that last meal they get for a week just to yeah do whatever yeah. they like but Live it up. why i think that you should embrace this festival because it's not like modern christmas it's not that wholesome like people just did whatever they wanted for a week and mm-hmm. i love that there was no quarrels because i'm a grudge holder like if somebody yeah, we know yeah, i i know that very well i try to be nice to people but if i really don't like someone i won't like them the rest of my natural born days molly merwin no um, <laughs> But the reason I think you should embrace Saturnalia is this winter, because it's Christmas, is nice. January is going to be the most, January 2022, 2021, even though I'm jumping a year, January 2021 is going to be so fucking bleak. It's going to be so bleak because you will not have Christmas cheer to distract you from this current world. So what I suggest is that you embrace the kind of spirit of Saturnalia and you just for a week, just pick a week, you know, could be normally it falls because it's a solstice around sort of before and after the 21st of December Mm -hmm. and just go wild. If you can only be on Zoom, swear at your colleagues on Zoom. Do you know what I mean? (laughs) If you can, if there's no Christmas party and you have a virtual Christmas party, get your boobs out for your boss. Go wild. Gamble, you know, drink. Obviously, in my household, I live with my husband and my elderly parents, so I can't do this too much. But if you live, if you just cohabit with housemates, sleep with everyone in your house because this is how boring the world is. You need to sleep with your landlord if you've got to live in landlord sleep with your lodger sleep with your housemate because these mass orgies the romans had romans had to get through winter were a distraction and i think distraction is so important to mental health because come january you will have nothing to think about except 
shite. Do you know what I mean? So if you can look back and you have so much personal drama that you need to sort out in January, that will see you all the way through to February. Then you'll get distracted by Valentine's Day and you're, you know, and you're fine. So that's my advice to you. Just try and have a wild winter even socially distanced. Great. Kaylee, your response? I think it's really interesting. Very interesting tip. Feel like history.com was good. Oh, they should get a lot of credit, history.com, because I got a lot of this on there. I like how you bring that to us in a really like bite-sized way. Like we could maybe get funding to help people with their GCSEs <laughs> with some of the um, daisy tips that she does. When we were saying like, what's the equivalent? I feel like, you know, when the Simpsons did that episode where they kind of did that in the same way with Donald Trump and was like, oh, look, we'll be, let make it, he's president in the episode. And then he watched the episode and was like, I'm going to do it. And then did it. <laughs> so I yeah. feel like it wouldn't be very good if people, it, you know, it's like patronizing a little bit, like here's what you could have, but you're only having it for one week and then it's back to usual. And then it gives people the flavor for it. And then a revolution in chaos turns. So you're saying that basically if you embrace this, the repercussions could be someone like Donald Trump. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I think the repercussions of that were bad. And we only had four years of him, which was really lucky. Can so, I just yeah. say, I feel that Kaylee is cheating as we speak because she knows how much Molly hates Trump, <laughs> that she knows if she marries her response. My tip was nothing to do with Trump, but she knows that she can suggest that I was suggesting that Trump's a good thing, which I wasn't. I just said everyone have an orgy and do some gambling that then Molly is not going to give me points. And that is sneaky. But Trump loves orgies and he loves gambling. Like, no, is, your tip is all Molly, Molly, Trump. it's problematic. Molly, do not be taken in by that witchcraft. <laughs> okay, I go on. I haven't finished my witchcraft story. Okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm thinking if you are, your top tip is like telling, it's a one for everyone. You've not been specific about who it's to. You've got this yeah. collection of people called anti-maskers who you're saying, go wild. What's go wild for the anti-maskers? No, you know, Molly, Molly. on a Zoom call. It's getting out there in the street. Molly, and do not be taken in by this because you know she hates anti-maskers. Oscars too. I know what you're doing, Kaylee. Okay. I know what you're doing. You are just picking the things that Molly doesn't like and then suggesting that I'm supporting them and I am not. This is. And the other thing is, <laughs> oh, what, like, I love that you're like advocating that you should just sleep with everyone and go wild. And it's like, maybe wild for some people is having a bath and reading a book. Oh like, my I God. feel like the pressure of like, <laughs> You know, life is boring right now. Go and have an orgy. It's too much. It's too much to have an orgy right now. Like, how okay. can you? <laughs> this okay. is, she's just sneaky. You might as well say, okay, so um, I know, Daisy, how you're saying that you hate theatre and the arts, except I'm not, am I, Cassidy? Oh, poor Daisy, <laughs> you're getting really upset because my rebuttal was good. And that's what's happening here. Okay, thank you, Kaylee. Your rebuttal you, was Daisy. sneaky, Cassidy, and you know it. That's what the, the rebuttals are about. But don't you dare tell me it's sneaky. <laughs> yeah. I was sticking up for myself because I disagreed with some of the things you said. And I thought, you know what? I'm just gonna I'm just gonna be honest about that. Do you know what, Casty? You know, you're no longer invited to my orgy, okay? You're out. <laughs> oh, please. <laughs> but I'm still included. Oh, yeah. Molly, you are queen of it. You're in. Yeah. Yes. 
Wait, am I the prisoner in this? And um, Daisy, what would you call your orgy? Well, what would I call my orgy? Regret. <laughs> <laughs> I love how Molly said, "Would I be a prisoner in this?" <laughs> I know. And like, like, when, does that mean like I die at the end of this orgy? Oh no, no, no. Okay, no. thank you, Daisy. Thank you, Kaylee. With that, Kaylee, what is your first top tip for surviving winter? So my first top tip is to hibernate, not in the literal sense, in the more restful sense. So small animals, chipmunks, bats, hedgehogs, dormice, they all hibernate to survive the cold, cold weather of the winter and the lack of food. So hibernating keeps these small animals alive and they need to hibernate in order to survive. Obviously, we humans, we don't need to hibernate because we have central heating and Tesco's to help us through the cold, cold months <laughs> of winter. <laughs> That's what separates us. From yeah. <laughs> it's such a shame that there's not a Tesco for the bats and the dormice, right? <laughs> I know. Hello, can I have uh, can I have, what do bats eat? Like what worms? Fruit, some of them. Fruit they are, but what about fruit bats? <laughs> what well, some of them eat fruit, some of them eat other things that I, I don't know. We don't know, do we? But um no. by the way, I know Daisy got most of her tips from history.com. I got mine from National Geographic. Nice. But yeah, so winter's cold and it's really colder for some people in other places. Like you said, you actually had snow everywhere and it was in where? Del- 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 in Dakota. <laughs> in Colorado. <laughs> yeah. Colorado. But I guess winter's a chance for us to hibernate in our own way and to take a chance to do less and just rest. So summer is an exciting time, you know, it's, it's the days are longer and there's just so much to do. You want to be outside, you want to be in the sun. So with the winter, it's colder, we can like stay indoors and we have to now because of the current situation with lockdown and t- the tier systems and just resting. Like maybe we need other things because there's a mental health pandemic at the moment. And maybe that's our hibernation is where we let our minds have a little rest and sort of sleep more because it's colder and we can sleep more. I mean, I'm saying that because my current job situation is all over the place. And I guess I'm just trying to sleep more to sort of rest for when this all tides over and I'm going to have to get out there in the real world and fight the hustle. Um, And also in the winter, when the sun does come out, it's really wonderful. Like you just see people do go out for a little stroll and um, appreciating that little bit of sunshine that's there so yeah so hibernate in the restful sense not the literal sense because um we don't need to thank you kaylee daisy your response my absolute favorite part of that tip was just the idea that animals don't hibernate because they don't have central heating in tesco (laughs) and it was so adorable that i don't feel i can even make fun of kaylee because i said (laughs) it's just sweet do i mean it's just nice yeah and I like Great. hibernating. It kind of, it it does appeal to many things that I like, like sleeping and eating. So yeah, I think uh, it's a good tip. Great. Okay. Well, the Daisy, I don't need to do any work. You agree. So I don't, I can give, I can give Kaylee the points. Is that what you're saying? Sure. Go for it. <laughs> I'm resigned. <laughs> Just kidding. Okay. Or maybe I'm not. I don't know. Okay. So that ends round one. Thank you, ladies. We have Daisy with Embrace the debauchery and traditions of, I hope I'm saying this right, Saturnalia, Saturnalia. Yeah, 
I, well, as far as I know. <laughs> yeah. That's how you say it, yeah. Which is cri- basically Christmas meets Purge, which I love. And then we also yeah. have Kaylee, which is embrace hibernating, but in the restful sense. You know, it's it's a time to be restful, reflective, embrace that. Yeah, per usual, I love both of these. Kaylee was very sneaky, and I did like how her response was looking at the extreme repercussions of Saturnalia. It was very, very smart. But I do want to give the two points to Daisy because winter does suck at times in like January and February. The Christmas cheer is gone. And wouldn't it be nice to do just some debaucherous things in a safe manner? Keep those masks on. Don't inspire the next Donald Trump. But yeah, I think I love, and plus I never even heard of Saturnalia. I hope I'm saying this right. Saturnalia, Saturnalia. This is, I learned something new. So thank you, Daisy and history.com for that. So I'm going to give two points to Daisy for that. And I think that is it. Yes. Even though Kaylee, I almost said (laughs) Kaylee. That should be your new names, Kaylee. Even though Kaylee almost changed my mind. I'm not going to give points for that. Okay. Well, on to round two. Daisy, what is your second top tip for surviving winter? I've got high hopes if I can almost change people's minds. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> I'm doing something good. My second top tip is to embrace the Scandinavian culture of coziness called hygar, which is it's not spelt like that. It's spelt H-Y-G-G-E, but it's apparently pronounced hygar, which is... Um, So basically in places like Denmark and Norway, because they have such cold winters, they have made being cozy a culture. So they have like, they play games, they like candles, they have nice hot drinks and nice blankets and they just really embrace coziness. There's even a book called The Art of Hugar, like, so it it is like a proper thing. And I think especially when winter is so depressing, trying to make your home space, whatever that is, as cozy as possible, you know, and it doesn't have to be expensive. It could just be putting up some fairy lights and lighting a candle or whatever, I think will make this winter more bearable. And, you know, like in my home, my mum bought me a blue, it's like, Uh, it's like a dressing gown but it's polka dots and it's kind of like a cape so it doesn't have a tie in the middle you just put it over your head and then you've got the hood so it's like a blanket and a dressing gown oh it's called a hoodga is it it's called a hoodga (laughs) a hoodga yeah I, uh, I get so much joy out of this sort of cape because I spend my days now because I'm so bored loudly announcing to my family that I'm a wizard and then pretending to be a wizard with my cape on. It's multifunctional though. Sometimes I pretend to be a monk just to make my husband laugh. But because my husband and I have spent this entire year self-isolating together, we have no more new jokes. So we Mm -hmm. just make the same joke over and over, but because you're so bored, it becomes funny in a sort of hysterical way. Like, honestly, we are no longer in any way interesting people. So, I mean, 
there's things we do like my dog sometimes tries to jump up on the bed but because he's old he can't quite reach it so he like jumps on the bed and then doesn't quite reach and then immediately jumps off back onto the floor and then runs up and then jumps and my husband will just go like parkour every time he does it and I have never laughed harder That's really funny yeah I never laugh harder when he does that other things we do is we pretend that we've died like in Midsummer Murders. So if one of <laughs> if one goes out the room when the other one comes back, you just have to find the most like ridiculous death position. So like hang over the sofa just pretending to be dead and then you when they come back you just have to try not to move your eyes and however long you last the better you are at it and then you just go good midsummer that's it that's a whole joke it's not even a real joke oh pretending to fall off the bed this is another this is my personal favorite and this is honestly a complete reflection of how bored i am at this point i will pretend that i'm falling off the bed involuntarily into the sea like i'm drowning and if he doesn't catch me quickly enough then he let me drown and that's the whole game so he'll just he knows by the look on my face when i'm about to do it and then i'll just like roll over and like death drop onto the floor and i'll be like oh you didn't catch me well now now i've drowned that's the whole like it's so dumb. And have you ever I... had an actual row about when he um, <laughs> he hasn't caught me. you and gone, you let me drown? No. no, we haven't. But only because, bless him, he literally just indulges everything I do. And if I'm sulking, like this is how we get through the winter, is coziness. Like I've got a new duvet that I bought specifically this year that has penguins and what do you call them? Polar bears on it. I got that to be cozy and it makes my day. I love it. I don't think my husband particularly likes it, but I think it's great. I think embrace coziness, make as many in-jokes as possible, do your hoogah. That's my advice. I mean, my, my husband, because I get so bored and so down in this winter, if I have a rant about something, and this is the perfect way to respond to someone having a rant, if I get annoyed about something, he'll just pause. He won't respond to whatever I'm saying because it's normally nonsense. And he'll just go, oh... Do you want to do some dancing? I'll then do a ridiculous dance, like just like a two-year-old, and then he'll applaud me and go, that was a really good dance. And then that's it. That's a conversation well, he over. He doesn't dance with you. No, he just lets that's me. really funny. He just lets me do my dancing. He'll go, do you want to do some dancing? And I'll be like, Wah! and then I do it. And then he'll applaud me and go, that's a brilliant dance. And I now genuinely I... feel better. <laughs> I can't even. This is too cute. Daisy, you are adorable. You and Ben. He is, I mean, he is a good one. So yeah, that's that's my uh that's my second tip is Hoogar and you know, get a Ben. <laughs> I don't know why. I really enjoy the Midsummer Murders game you guys play. I don't oh, know why. You, Molly, you have to play it. It is the most fun you can have. Like oh literally. It gets my, ridiculous. My dad my dad watches, I swear, more British television than I do and he you know he watches Midsummer's Murders and um we were talking one time about him coming and he's like I don't think I want to go wherever Midsummer Murders happens I promise that's properly cute okay 
So, Kaylee, do you have a response, or are you are they just too adorable to to respond? They are too adorable, but it was a little bit aggressive for me when I was like all up for this tip. I was like, I'm not saying anything, and she's like, Yeah, who girl? Like, be cozy and get a Ben at the end. <laughs> like, la, 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 la. Get a Ben. It's like, what if I can't get a Ben? Am I gonna be okay in the winter? Fair. Okay, Kaylee, with that. What is your second top tip for surviving winter? My second top tip is don't force feed yourself porridge. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, it is very niche. But I honestly have tried so hard to like porridge. And it's like, I don't like it. It's actually really gross. It's sloppy. It's disgusting. I mean, there's lots of ways to zhuzh up your porridge. Uh, You can put blueberries in it. You can put bananas in it. You can put straws in it. But why not just eat a bowl of all that stuff without the porridge? Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like, why are we trying to make porridge like a thing? Because it's good for us. Like, is it really good for us? Like, it doesn't feel good for us. So the I think it is the worst food in the world when it's put in the little packets. Mm-hmm. You know, the highly sugar with milk, everything yeah. in it. You put another bit of milk in it and then put it in the microwave. I just think it's really gross. And apparently porridge helps protect against heart disease. But my research brought me to see that people fry porridge. <laughs> they what? They make it in a frying pan. Yeah. Because apparently that's the best way to make it. And it's like, how can it help against heart disease if you're frying and it? And fry porridge. Yeah, some people. And so there's a lot of recipes online to make the best porridge. I tell you what, you Google making the best porridge and everyone claims to be making Wait the best porridge. I'm confused. So they put an oil in a pan and they put the f- porridge like oh, and they fry it. They fry the dry oil. porridge or is it wet porridge? Well then then once they fried it then they make the porridge after that, but they fry it first. That just seems like a lot of faff. Well, it's a lot of faff. It's like winter, you know, winter's all about faff. You have to get yeah. up, you have to ice your car you have to put your boots on you have to put your hat on you have to fry your oats and then boil them you know there's a lot there's a lot into winter that's why i'm saying don't force feed yourself the porridge just eat a banana just eat a banana (laughs) got enough in it so i'm not gonna do one thing though there's one thing i will not do and that is hate on ready breck okay now ready breck is amazing watching i spent the morning watching advertisements for 1970s ready breck and the packages are cool but it's always got the same thing central heating for everyone and it's always <laughs> so it's basically the advert very quick advert like straight to the point like lots of snapshots of a guy heating up his ready breck eating his ready breck walking out into the cold and he's surrounded by this glow so like daisy's in her top tip was saying wear fairy lights well basically if you have ready breck you've got your fairy lights shining through your skin oh so, i just had to google it yeah so glad that you were listening to my tip i just didn't know what ready breck was and now i see it and it looks like oh gosh it looks like in the states we have oh shit oh. is that what it's called in the states oh it's shit called, oh shit it's delicious. <laughs> I personally like the very extra chocolatey kind. Um, <laughs> chocolate. Very nutritious. Anyway, the ready break does look good. Anyway, well, so, go it, so it is good. It genuinely is. It is nice, but I don't think it's good for you. But it's genuinely like it reminds me of childhood. It's a warm bowl of hygge or whatever yeah. you call it. And yeah, you 
The advert has got this guy with this glue. Always a guy for some reason. Weird how in the 1970s, advertisements were all about men. Um, This guy just goes out and he's got the glow around him and then everyone wants to snuggle up next to them like because they're really warm and everyone's really cold. It's just classic advertisement. Love it. Love Freddie Breck. The the one, one of the adverts I watched was so funny. It was just this person slowly saying, Ready Breck, central heating for everyone. And then at the very end of the advert, Ready Breck, good and hot. And that was it. And I was like, oh my God, yes, Ready Breck, good and hot. That's it. Like, that is all you need in an advert, good and hot. Like, water, cold and slippy. <laughs> advent calendars, small and surprising, chocolatey. Just two words to describe anyone Kaylee, hippie, and dippy. <laughs> maybe a bit sneaky so yeah but the other thing that led me to my research into porridge is can you believe that there's thing called the golden spurtle and it's a porridge making competition can you believe that there's a porridge making competition it's not worldwide what where people enter it from all over the world and what's it called it's called the Golden Spurtle World Porridge Cooking Competition. And this year's one was in 2020 and it was held online. Now, the top four winners were, they all had names. So you had the Crunch Sableau, which was a French dish full of like honeycomb, I think. Porridge of Hope came second, obviously. How could you not award Porridge of Hope second, you know? Ready Breck came third, only joking. No, I, I would enter it with Ready Breck and I would win. I would call it good and hot. <laughs> porridge <laughs> good and hot. <laughs> got pina colada porridge coming in at third mm. and blueberry cheesecake porridge coming in at third as well. They were both so good, they had to mm. both come third place. So technically, it's supposed to protect against heart disease. But listen, what's going on here? It's not porridge anymore. It's, yeah. it's something else. It's like almost like getting a salad in McDonald's, you know? Yeah. Don't do it. Yeah. Don't do it. Like you get a salad and you had like fried chicken on top yeah. and dressing yeah. and shit. But the, the essence of a salad is a, a lettuce leaf is actually quite refreshing and quite nice. But an oat, yeah. I don't know if I could say the same thing, guys. And no. I'm a vegan. I like it. I like oat milk. I do. But I'm not sure about an oat. You know what I, you know the best thing to do with oats? Make chocolate chip cookies with them. Oatmeal chocolate chip cookies are the best chocolate chip cookies there are. They're crunchy, they're salty, they're sweet. Oh, I might make some this afternoon. Okay, anyway. Thank you, Kaylee. Daisy, your response. Well, I think that there was, to me, I felt a little bit of shade being thrown on Ready Breck. And Ready Breck as an instant porridge No, she you liked it. Yeah, but you then were saying, I know, but it's not very good for you. And sometimes, it's you know, Ready Breck. Oh, I thought you meant Ready Breck specifically wasn't good for you, not just porridge generally. I don't, I think Ready Breck's good for you because it's, like I said, the hoogah inside your body. That's like, oh, I misunderstood. In that case, I entirely agree because I think that Ready Breck is fucking magical and it makes me feel like a kid when I eat it. And I love that. They got me, you know, whatever their advertising was, like the central heating for kids thing, I was all about it. The only thing I couldn't understand was what was the name of the porridge eating concert competition, the Golden Spurtle? Golden Spurtle. Yeah. I just can't get how. Every adult who's involved with that competition, not one person could come up with a better name because that is unfortunate, especially in the age of the internet. I just think brand better because that sounds awful. 
What do you think spurtle means? I don't like, know. I think that there's a reason it's not- why it's called that because they called them spurtlers or something. But spurtle, I imagine, is something to do with cooking porridge or something that you pour porridge with because like a spout that's what i'm guessing but i think it's more the word golden because it makes me think of like golden oh it's a it's a wooden uh it's a wooden kitchen tool from scotland and it's used to serve porridge so of course it's a good name the golden spurtle no but why the golden call it the silver spurtle then call it the platinum spurtle golden spurtle sounds like golden shower and that <laughs> is like weeing on someone and that's where I don't like it and I don't want that involved with my porridge associated with my but the silver spurtle sounds like somebody's jizzing on someone yeah the spurtle sounds like it's just an unfortunate name it was the okay so I'm looking at the history of the golden spurtle and the idea of the championship was to raise the profile of carbridge and of porridge rather than to raise funds so it was actually to raise the profile of so there's a you know there's a lot of things going on in the world right now and the golden spurtle are raising awareness of porridge because obviously if a porridge can't hibernate it can't go into tesco (laughs) we need to raise awareness for porridge the oak needs representation thank you golden spurtle (laughs) thank you ladies amazing okay so second round we have daisy i hope i'm going to say this right embrace higer did i say that right hooger Embrace Hugar, the Scandinavian tradition, and get yourself a bin as well. And then Kaylee, don't force feed yourself porridge, but maybe check out the Golden Spurtle and uh, embrace Ready Brett, which I'm actually going to look up Ready Brett. I'm very ex- excited about it. It looks really good. Okay, so for this one, yeah, the force feed your porridge it is very niche. Although I do also feel like I'm going to get shit for this one anyway. So I feel like Daisy's Embrace Hugar. What is it? Did I say it right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Is a lot like Kaylee's hibernate, be restful. Because kind of Hugar, it's kind of like the rest. I guess they're kind of cuddling. No, I I think I agree. I think they they, they connected. No shit given. I'm very Unless you want a bowl of that american dish called oh shit then yeah sure (laughs) it is really delicious and full of nutrients okay so i think for this one i'm gonna give two points to daisy for embrace hugar amidst the scandinavian tradition but then i'm also gonna give a point just one point to kaylee for bringing us the golden spurtle and learning more about that. <laughs> You're welcome. Thank you. So now we go into round three with Daisy at four points and Kaylee at two. It really could go. No, I've got one point. No, you have two points. No, you've got two. You've got one at the start. Ah, uh, yes, yes. So team, Daisy, what is your final top tip for surviving winter? Okay, my final top tip is to buy yourself a mountain warehouse coat. Now I know what you're thinking, but why can't I just buy any winter coat? Because any winter coat is not magical. Mountain warehouse coats, and they have a sale at the moment, and this is a full advert for Mountain Warehouse, who I think should be our sponsors. Mountain warehouse coats are honest to God, incredible. Like I cannot tell you how warm they are like they're amazing i took one i went to visit my my one of my closest friends lives in iceland i went to iceland took my mountain warehouse coat iceland is freezing and i was fine like you feel cozy you feel as warm as you would indoors maybe warmer but there is a reason that i love mountain warehouse so much beyond how frigging amazing their clothes are 
And I didn't know about them. You know, like growing up, I just used to be one of these saps with a regular coat in the winter. I had no idea what I was missing out on because it really is, it is life changing. This is how strongly I feel you need to get a specific mountain warehouse coat. But when I lived in London, there was one winter, it was a couple of years ago that it was particularly cold and I used to walk home. So I rented a room in Chalk Farm near Camden. And when I used to do shows in central London, I would walk home because it was pretty much like a straight road and it was well lit. And even in the winter time, even late at night, because there was so many, you know what London's like, there's so many people out on the street. It just didn't bother me. And the walk was maybe like 50 minutes, like to an hour. But because I always had adrenaline after shows, I wouldn't sleep unless I walked. Mm -hmm. And every night I used to walk past this family who, well, they looked like a family, but they were homeless and they were sleeping on these sort of crates with just duvets. And it was the most, honestly, it was the coldest winter. And I genuinely used to worry that they would die because I used to think it's too cold. Like a duvet outdoors is utter shit. Do you know what I mean? So it was just like, I used to go past them and I could see them shaking because it was cold. So what I did was I know like, cause I used to work for charities that charity of the year processes are really slow. So you'll never like a lot of companies are quite generous and they do give stuff away, but you have to like make a case to support and you have to fill in a gigantic form. And then maybe the next year you might get something from them, mm -hmm. but they have so many people request. Normally you won't to be fair. And I, um, because I had just bought my first mountain warehouse coat and knew how incredible they were. I decided I would Google who the CEO of Mountain Warehouse was, and then I'd go on their website to decipher how their emails looked like. So, you know, you, mm -hmm. you'll never get a, a, like a CEO's email, but if you go on and you see how they do their emails, because often it is just yeah. first name dot last name at whatever. And I thought, well, I'll just try it. So I emailed him and his name is Mark Neal and he grew up in Wales and he came from, I read an article about him and apparently came from Humble Beginnings. So I emailed him directly and he's obviously like a multimillionaire entrepreneur now, although I heard that Mountain Warehouse is struggling this year, so I think you should support them because he was just the nicest man because I emailed him directly, not really expecting a reply. And I said, look, I keep walking past this family. They're really, I live in London. They're really, really cold. And it was like, this was the time of the year where it was particularly freezing. It was like below mm -hmm. freezing at night. And I said, is there any way I could maybe have any like damage stock or any like anything, just the, any coats, anything that could help keep them warm and he wrote back to me and they had a store on Regency Street and he let me go to their store that weekend so I like went in a taxi and he gave me a huge huge amount of like Aww. sleeping bags and coats like literally I think I had maybe 25 sleeping bags and like wow. 20 four like full winter coats and he didn't even give me I thought he was just going to give me like returns and things that were maybe a bit ripped he gave me like new stock and he just sent a nice email back just being like that sounds really difficult for them like 
sure. Okay. And when I went to the store, it was funny because the store manager, so he, he had told like the area manager, like this woman is coming and she wants coats of the homeless, just like give them to her. But when I spoke to the store manager, he did not believe me at all. I was like, Mark, uh, I think his name's Mark Neal. And I was like, oh yeah. So I wrote to CEO and he said I could take this stuff for the homeless. And the store manager looked at me like I was insane. They were like, sure he did. Like Mark Neal. I was like, yes, Mark Neal. He said I could take it. And like I was, and this guy literally just thought I was lying. He was like, you're not walking out of here with tw- whatever your note says. He just looked at me like, this is clearly a lie. This is a secret shopper. I'm going to give you all the stock. And then, because he literally said to me, he's like, that's thousands of pounds worth of stock. And I was like, wow. I swear, I swear he said I could have it for the homeless. So then he rang up the area manager and the area manager was like, oh no, he he did, uh, he said, that she can have it so I then got to go and give it to these people and I just thought that like it was such a nice thing to do and I think I always take the piss out of entrepreneurs in terms of like I think it's because I watch Dragon's Den and I just hate all of them because I don't hate them I just think they're really rude to people and I don't like that but I think there are some who are really nice and it must be just such a nice position in life to be the person who can say yes to people do you know what I mean and not always say no so but I thought he didn't have to do anything he could have literally ignored my email and he didn't and I thought they must get requests like that all the time and I just think someone who's just like oh you need help I'll help you I have a a lot of time for so yeah I think he's nice and I think it they do good coats and that is my full advert for Mountain Warehouse our new sponsors (laughs) thank you Daisy Kaylee your response there's going to be loads of people walking into Mountain Warehouse going, excuse me, like there's a family, they're like poor, they need some like warm coats. Can we can we have some? And people will be like, oh, I spoke to this guy. And then they'll give that out. I, and then they'll just be gifting it into. email him and he had to clear it with an area manager. They weren't just giving it to me. I think I disagree about Mountain Warehouse, to be honest. I think the quality is really bad. And um, You're wrong. I... You're wrong, No, Cassie, I'm not. I no, can't I'm even not have wrong. to say that on a... That's the only time in this entire, like, two wrong. series. Well, like, let me genuinely... finish. I have my All own right. story about how they right. um, fucked me over. I bought oh, some no. boots for the Camino. And I was going off for a month. And I bought some clothes, all from Mountain Warehouse. And... As a side note, you said they're having a sale at the moment. Mountain yeah. Warehouse always have a sale. It's just their prices. They don't, they're not like, oh, we're having a sale. It's like the thing, they're always having a sale. And I think that it's, if you're always that cheap, you can just be like promoting that you are that cheap, like Sports Direct or whatever. But they always say they've got a sale. Anyway, I went in, lured in by this sale and I bought my boots for the Camino and I bought my all my things from there. And on the second day of the Camino, my boots just broke and I had no money and I was walking with gaffer tape around my feet. And to be fair, I emailed them and I said, listen, this has happened and there's no mountain warehouse in Spain. And they didn't send, they didn't send me out any new ones, but I didn't really know what else to do. But luckily uh, two weeks later, the, 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 the gaffer tape wasn't working and the, the rain was coming into my feet and I had tons of blisters oh. and somebody gave me some boots at a nunnery. So I wore them. But and in 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 the end, Mountain Warehouse did refund the money like after like a couple of months, which I think is really good of them. But I don't shop there anymore because of that, because I, I just think that that really 
my feet were, I was in a lot of pain with my feet from those boots and I'd walked them in and everything, but they just, they just broke. Uh, I'm sorry, Daisy, but it is the tr- it is the g- general truth. And I you had your think, good experience. I've yeah. had my bad experience. But I think the context that the listener would miss on this show is your gigantic clown feet. And I don't think Mountain Warehouse, Kaylee, could be expected to cater for your insane feet. <laughs> uh, what, size, what size are my feet? I guess the 16. <laughs> I 16, yeah. And they just broke and they just broke. You know what I think the real sad thing about this story, Kaylee's story is? We've now lost Mountain Warehouse as a sponsor. Thanks, Kaylee. It is it is sad. Yeah, thanks, Kaylee. Oh, thanks. if they want to sponsor us, I can edit that bit out. I'm happy for that. <laughs> I, I actually just... think that getting a good coat is a good one, but I got my coat from Uniqlo and I saved up for it. And I've, I've never had an expensive coat in my life. And I, I really think just investing in a coat because you're just going to wear yeah. it the whole time. And I'll wear it winter after winter. And I got a little like mark on it. And I really cared about that mark. But normally I get my clothes from bins or coats from charity shops for a quid and they they're not they're not as good quality and also if I get a mark on it I'm just like oh well it was only a pound but with this I was like oh so I took it in and I took some time to rub it like rub the mark off and I really spent some time with the coat so yeah investing in a good coat is important I think so that's good to the tip but unfortunately I didn't have the same experience of Mountain Warehouse. I love Mountain Warehouse such an irrational amount. Even hearing your story has not changed my love for them. I was so surprised. I thought you would find it funny that they always have a sale. Like there's never not a sale on in Mountain Warehouse. But I think their sale underprices their dream coats. This is how much I love Mountain Warehouse. I feel they shouldn't have a sale. I feel you should pay full price for the dream. Okay, I'm going to stop us there, ladies. Thank you very much. And with that, Kaylee, what is your final top tip for surviving winter? So my final top tip is to celebrate the winter solstice. Um, The winter solstice officially begins on the 21st of December in the Northern Hemisphere, and it ends on the 20th of March, 2021. Winter means darkness, and it varies as to where you are in the world. And I think a lot of people will be finding it quite difficult because all of the connotations that come with darkness and how we feel. But again, if we hibernate, if we like take care of ourselves and just rest, then the winter can be a time to celebrate it. And the solstice, it comes from like pagan festivals, which are really interesting and kind of quirky to think of it. Like I went to one last year and it's called Wassailing. And it's you you sing to the apple orchards, you sing to the the trees and it's pitch black and all the lights are out and it's weird. I was like, people are singing to trees. I was going to say, of course you did. Yeah. <laughs> it was amazing. And I, I went with my mum's friend who's from... Dudley she's called Amanda and she calls herself a white witch she's from Birmingham Daisy but she's she she's so amazing all the like... things I love white witches from Birmingham do you mean <laughs> she's a brummy hippie I bet we yeah, get on she's got this long 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 blonde hair and it's just fantastic it's and it, it yeah she's like a bit like Professor Trelawney out of um Harry Potter and I just hung out with her the whole time because I like met her when I was little but I hadn't met her as an adult and and she was like shall we go and get some mulled wine Bob 
yeah, okay. And then let's go and sing to those little trees over there. I'm not very good at the Birmingham accent, but she's amazing. <laughs> and I had so much fun singing at the Apple Orchards. And that was a pagan festival. And I was like, I've never done this before. And then some like people were whizzing around dancing. And yeah, if you want to celebrate the winter solstice, you can tune in online. Um, there's a free event and it's taking place at the Stonehenge. Uh, usually you can't really, for people traffic, Stonehenge yeah. isn't really available. So now if you tune in online, it could be a nice way to welcome in the winter and celebrate it in some way. Because I think like, just as we need light, we need darkness too. And I've been in Finland when it's 24 hours of light and that takes its toll on you. It's strange to wake up and it be light and it to to be at three o'clock in the morning and it's broad daylight it's actually confusing so I think light and dark are necessary and I enjoy the seasons yeah I know like winter's probably like most people dislike winter they like autumn or spring but winter winter is lovely it's cozy and I think it's necessary and I think it would be nice this year for people to celebrate that so you can get your hot toddies or your mulled wine you can tune into the Stonehenge event online and you can welcome in the winter with your bubble and maybe make some intentions as to what you would like to get from the following year because you can do it till March like what you want to get from your winter what do you want to achieve what is the website how can you turn in tune in Um, I think you just can google celebrate winter solstice Stonehenge and it will come up with a free event you know like I was having a conversation with the organ tuner I work with yesterday she's reading a book about British landscape and she said that the Stonehenge basically they had one big rock Mm -hmm. and the Neolithic people dragged the other rocks across the landscape. Now, I, I can't imagine what that's like with your own bare hands, like people working together yeah. to drag those rocks from Stonehenge into that yeah. formation. Like it looks like a bunch of stones, which, you know, people have built bridges and houses since then. So it's not as impressive. But it, it, if you think about what they had, the resources they had, yeah. like the time it was built, it's absolutely amazing. Well, it's like the pyramids. Think about the pyramids yeah, and how exactly. they are like, mathematically perfect some of them yeah yeah definitely yeah and I just think like celebrating the winter solstice if anything you're celebrating the stony successes of the neolithic people that came before us Mm. summer solstice is the longest day of the year and obviously winter solstice is the shortest day of the year and I work at Greenwich Observatory doing like storytelling and that is exactly what we say to the children like why do we have seasons like what's the reason for the seasons I ask the kids and they're always like I don't know. And then I have to sing this big song about the tilted earth and be like, it's all about the tilt. And then at the end, I go, what's the reason for the seasons? After I've been teaching them a story for 30 minutes, I go, what's the reasons for the seasons? And they'll be like, are you an egg? And I'm like, that's not the reason for the seasons. What's the reason for the seasons? They're like, my mummy wears Marks and Spencer knickers. And you're like, guys, were you listening to anything I said? But the reason why we have the seasons is because we have a tilted earth and it's beautiful. And that's why we have winter, summer, autumn and spring. So celebrate the winter. Excellent. Thank you, Kaylee. Daisy, your response. Okay. So fun fact about the winter solstice, Ivanka Trump, so Trump's daughter, did a tweet about the winter solstice this year, which obviously people made, (laughs) made fun of her for. 
and I found it like sometimes the internet delights me because <laughs> Ivanka Trump's Twitter really is a bit now like somebody having a slight breakdown because obviously she's aware no one likes her dad, but it's her dad and they don't really like her because she supports her dad. So some of her stuff is like very political, but every now and then just to be neutral, she'll put out like a random tweet about like the solstice or about astrology and like so she put a tweet out that said on december 21st the winter solstice jupiter and saturn will be the closest visible alignment just a tenth of a degree apart since the middle ages in 1226 right so random and this is how the internet responded one twitter user put but where will your uranus be ivanka which i'm like so childish (laughs) But where will Uranus be is like the funniest, just it's so juvenile. And then other people put 0% chance she knows what this is. And then most people just said, and then your dad will leave and we will be happy. And I just thought, (laughs) I think trying when you're someone like Ivanka Trump, trying to now be like, oh, people don't like me. I'm just going to tell them something really neutral and then the internet being like no no you won't i personally enjoyed great thank you daisy amazing okay so final round we have daisy buy yourself a mountain warehouse coat and kaylee celebrate the winter solstice i think i'm gonna give the two points to Kaylee, celebrate the winter solstice i really like how kaylee was like we need the light and we need the dark because Frankly, you can't appreciate the light without the dark. That's how I kind of see it. And it also is kind of celebrating the seasons. And seasons are great. I used to, well, actually, I grew up in Georgia. It's hot. And we have like maybe a week of winter or two weeks of winter or two days of winter. And it's really nice being in a place where you have actual seasons. So yeah, so that's two points to Kaylee. And that means, ladies, we have a tied game. Four to four. Uh-oh. So this is the week of Christmas. I want you both to come up with a Christmas cracker joke. Okay. Whenever, whoever wants okay. to go first. Um, so how many tears is London crying this Christmas? I don't know. Three how many? tears! Ah! <laughs> Great. Okay, Daisy? Okay. Mine is a knock-knock joke. Okay. And the house, I mean, you do need some context. The house that they're knocking on is the EU. So Britain knocks on the door and they go, knock, knock. And EU says, who's there? And they say, Britain. And EU says, what do you want? And Britain says, everything. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, oh, I love both of those. I liked both of them. And I'm going to give the final point to Daisy for her European Christmas cracker joke. And Daisy, you have survived winter. Congratulations. I am excited about it. And now I just need to survive real winter and my year will be complete. (laughs) This has been How to Survive Your Life, How to Survive Winter. If you liked this episode or any of our episodes, we would really appreciate it if you gave us a like and a subscribe or maybe told a friend, tell the ruins or the, the trees that you sing to and tell other people as well. We would appreciate that. You can find us on Facebook at How to Survive Your Life. 
life, as well as Twitter and Instagram at how the number two survive pod. Or you could email us if you don't like social media, because we get that at how to survive your life pod at gmail.com. I'm the snow queen. These are my minions. <laughs> Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Theme music by Jazar.